0: You are a seeker of better health, change, clarity. You yearn to feel peaceful, fulfilled, vibrantly healthy. You can feel lost in the chaos, the busyness, the feeling that there's just something missing from life. You are ready for a change. Welcome to Moondance Wellness Coaching. I'm your host and coach, Angela Kiddock. I've been on a journey through disease and health that's led me to find deeper meaning and greater fulfillment in life. Taking an expanded view of the word health, let's examine our personal growth, spirituality, our emotions and stress, exploring what it means to embody wellness in today's world. Don't worry, it's just an extreme what the fuck phase, or year? Hello everyone, how are you holding up? I shared this poem recently during a yin yoga class that was focused on working with the energy of our heart, and the understanding that we nourish our heart by allowing ourselves to experience the whole spectrum of our emotions, not just those we like or find comfortable. You've possibly heard this Rumi poem before. It's a popular one in yoga classes and mindfulness circles. I'll read it to you quick and then we'll talk about why it's so essential for dealing with the messiness of our lives right now. The Guesthouse by Rumi. This being human is a guesthouse. Every morning, a new arrival, a joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. Welcome and entertain them all Even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Be grateful for whomever comes, because each has been sent as a guide from beyond. Chapter 1. Trust in the the what-the-fuck phase. To put it plainly and way less elegantly, what Rumi was saying is that just by being human, sometimes you're going to find yourself smack dab in the middle of a what-the-fuck phase. I couldn't help but realize how applicable this is to our lives right now even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture. Yeah, it's kind of been a year like that, hasn't it? Intense, bizarre, challenging, raw, forced surrender, extreme WTF phase. Those are words I've heard others use recently to describe what's going on in their lives right now. And okay, the last one, extreme WTF phase, was mine. Do any of those words capture your experience of this year? Of these last few weeks, even? But this is the part I love about that poem that harkens back to that whole practicing surrender thing that we explored in the last episode, how to become wise. Still, treat each guest honorably. He may be clearing you out for some new delight. As in, trust in the process. Trust in this what-the-fuck phase. Trust that some good will come from it. It's been one of those years where every time I start to experience a deep-seated and long-awaited feeling of, ah, everything finally seems okay, and I feel at peace in this moment, Then BAM! Something exceedingly strange happens and I'm thrown back into that extreme what the fuck phase. Here's one example. Within one week last month, I experienced two tornado warnings, one that occurred while having a lovely afternoon, in a boat in the middle of a lake. Let me see if I can paint this picture. I was deep into one of those, ah, everything is finally okay moments. Blue skies and sunshine as far as the eye could see. The wind in my hair, good tunes, happy friends, bottled mojito, red swimsuit, fully sunscreened, a perfect moment of joy and peace. The literal calm before the storm. We arrive at our destination, the much-anticipated turquoise waters of Big Trout Lake. We test one swimming spot, way too shallow. We move the boat and test once more, ah, perfection. One human in the water, the rest of us mid-dive, and what's that, lightning in the distance? Phones blowing up with emergency weather warnings that we're now in the middle of a tornado warning between now and the next 30 minutes. Thank you, Meteorology Forecasts, for being quite successful at reporting whatever is happening right now. Suddenly, a mass exodus of boats, a cluster of everyone sailing past each other, no regard for the giant wake being kicked up from behind that smacks you in the face as the boats careen in front of one another. These must be the same humans that bought up all the toilet paper, I think. Every man for themselves, I guess. Six lakes and nearly an hour away from home, we kick it into high gear as the tornado sirens start blaring luckily the hubs is skilled at emergency situations and also gifted with an innate sense of direction and ability to read maps always useful to hang out with a first responder he co-pilots skillfully and serenely as my friend handles the boat and i keep an eye on the sky and pray to my spirit guides for our protection i mean we all got to play to our strengths okay mom and dad if you're concerned we did have a plan b It was something along the lines of pulling up to a stranger's dock and running up to their front door to beg for shelter. By the time we arrive back at the cabin, battered and bruised from the rain pellets, adrenaline crashing, the sky is clearing and we experience a mix of relief and annoyance at the utterly ridiculous timing. The second tornado warning is slightly less intense as I'm safely indoors in our home later that week, But it follows that same, ah, everything is finally okay, turns into extreme what-the-fuck phase pattern. Moments away from sitting down to our delicious meal and the long-awaited relaxation of the day, I'm suddenly standing at the window watching the wind swirl underneath the large tree in our front yard as it threatens to uproot the whole damn thing with every swoosh. The power cuts out, the sirens blare. Mealtime turns into a very dark, candlelight, flashlight dinner in the basement. I'm crossing my fingers the power returns and trying not to sweat the nearly $400 of groceries we purchased just hours prior, now sitting in a non-functioning refrigerator. Spoiler alert, the power did not return, and I did sweat it. Getting way too stressed out about shoving all the food into coolers and the possibility of all this delightful food going to waste... I mean, did I mention we just purchased a lot of food? Well, life's a practice and not a perfect, right? Sometimes we handle things really well, and sometimes we also don't. The morning after we wake up to storm cleanup instead of breakfast on a patio downtown, which had been our attempt at planning something normal, pro tip, just don't plan anything normal this year. Chapter 2, flow like the breath interestingly the astrology app that i'm obsessed with called the pattern has recently told me this it's a sober and serious time that can't be overridden by trying to escape in the ways that normally make you feel good um yes months ago it was just the inability to escape by not being able to plan a vacation my usual go-to when i needed something to look forward to This last time I was simply looking forward to sitting down on the couch, staring at the TV, and relying on the technology of refrigeration. Come on, this is just taking the inability to escape to a whole new level. And it's not simply intense weather throwing a wrench in our relaxation plans. Life, health, career, relationships, the entire social fabric. Everything is being put through the ringer this year. And our ability to check out or escape? Uh Uh-uh. Nope. I find myself returning again to that Rumi poem. This being human is a guesthouse. Every morning, a new arrival. A joy, a depression, a meanness. Some momentary awareness comes as an unexpected visitor. How many different unexpected visitors have you been made to sit with this year? Fear? Disappointment? annoyance, overwhelm, grief, frustration, loneliness, discomfort, depression, confusion, helplessness, exhaustion, anger, worry, guilt, insecurity, and yet welcome and entertain them all even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still, treat each guest honorably. In a recent yin yoga class, we explored the idea of working with our emotions much like we work with our breath, fully in, fully out. If emotions could speak to us, I imagine they would say, Hi there! Please love me by acknowledging me, and then let me go." We can tie up a lot of our energy in trying to keep certain emotions away. We create emotional tension by pretending we aren't being faced with some uncomfortable emotion we don't want to experience. We also exhaust ourselves by trying to hold on to certain emotions we don't want to let go of. We create energetic blockages by not allowing things to flow. Emotions are meant to flow like the breath. Nothing to be afraid of, fully in, fully out. We don't even have to think about the importance of breathing in and out. Our bodies so intrinsically understand our need to do this in order to survive. When it comes to our emotions, though, our pesky minds often get in the way and prevent this natural flow. Nope, don't want to look at that. Nope, don't want to feel this. Ooh, want to feel this. Don't want to let that go. Don't particularly want to feel this, but can't seem to figure out how to let it go. Notice how we try to hold on to both positive and negative emotions. Resentment builds when we don't let anger go. Disappointment sets in when we try to hold on to happiness and find that it too eventually passes. So try this mantra the next time you're faced with some uncomfortable emotion that you don't want to experience and can't seem to escape, or you find yourself unable to let go of some emotion you're holding on to. Take a deep breath and with it say... Inhaling, I fully meet whatever emotion I am feeling. Exhaling, I fully let it go. The process of fully meeting and fully letting go of an emotion won't happen as quickly as the time it takes for one full breath, but it helps us to start working with our emotions in a much healthier and I think less overwhelming way. So maybe it's not one breath, maybe it's 10 breaths, or a whole week of breaths, but in this way, we allow ourselves to eventually fully meet, and eventually fully let go of whatever visitors come our way. Think of yourself less like an extended stay motel, and more like a bed and breakfast. It's a practice we're going to need as we continue to move forward through this year, and through our own personal what-the-fuck phases. It's just like that realization I had after the second tornado warning, that this too isn't a perfect, it's just a practice. The important thing is simply to practice. So allow yourself to be emotionally challenged or triggered by this year. That won't be too hard to accomplish. It's a year that is asking us over and over to let go of numbing, pretending, distracting, escaping, defenses against our emotions that really don't serve us and keep our hearts from existing in a fully open state. Allow yourself to sit with whatever it is you are feeling. It's a year that is urging us to go deep inside ourselves, to explore this unknown terrain in order to come out the other side more complete, more alive, More whole. 2020 is a year of clearing out the old in order to make space for the new. The dark thought, the shame, the malice. Meet them at the door laughing and invite them in. Even if they're a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still. Treat each guest honorably he may be clearing you out for some new delight. Allow yourself to be cleared out, even if it's messy, uncomfortable, and unfamiliar. Allow yourself to feel. The -the what-the-fuckness of this year symbolizes the part where things get worse before they get better. They might get messier still. They might not get better when we want them to. But they will get better. We are shifting into a whole new way of being in the world. New delights await us on the other side. All we have to do right now is our work. Start with this, continue to breathe, allow yourself to feel, fully in, fully out. Even if there are a crowd of sorrows who violently sweep your house empty of its furniture, still. Treat each guest honorably he may be clearing you out for some new delight. I want to invite you to the next fall session of yin yoga and mindfulness meditation to learn the skill of stress resilience, to help bolster you through these inevitable what-the-fuck phases of life. The next virtual session begins next week, September 8th. So we know that the practice of yin yoga quiets our busy minds, provides a sense of peace and ease, and teaches us stress-resilient skills. But did you know how it benefits the many systems of our physical bodies? The nervous system. It shifts us out of the chronic fight-or-flight, stress state, and into the parasympathetic mode where our bodies can truly relax and tap into our innate ability to heal. The skeletal system. We therapeutically work with the joints to improve range of motion. Reduced range of motion might be due to aging, underuse, surgery, injury, scar tissue. This promotes limberness and flexibility, as well as graceful aging. The muscular system, you get to enjoy many of the benefits typically associated with massage. Releasing tense and tight muscles, targeting the fascia, improving stiffness and knots, and easing muscular aches and pains. Even the digestive system, learn to shift into rest and digest mode for improved digestion throughout the day. The energetic system. Work with the body's energetic meridian system, the subtle anatomy, using a form of acupressure to support organ health and oppose energetic imbalance that lies at the root of mental, emotional, and physical unease. And the immune system. This fall will target the lung meridian to support a strong immune system. So classes are starting next week, September 8th, and will continue on Tuesdays through October 20th. There's no class on October 13th, so this is another six-week session. I invite you to attend the whole six weeks, or you can also drop in to single classes. We'll be focusing on some monthly themes in September, yang into yin, the summer into fall transition. And then in October, replenishing energy and supporting the immune system. I love what my student Laura has said about her experience with the yin classes. Angela's yin classes are an oasis in this strange time. There is no striving to get it right or pushing to strain one's body. Yin lets us soak and sink into the experience, activating our parasympathetic body for healing and strength and relaxation. You can read testimonials from other students to get a feel for what the classes are like over at my website, MoondanceCoaching.com. Click on Kind Words to read about other students' experiences with the classes. You can also sign up for classes at the website MoondanceCoaching.com. Click on the Work With Me link and head to Classes and Events. I'll also include um, a link to get direct to the classes in the show notes of this episode. So here's to trusting in the process and wholeheartedly embracing the -the what-the-fuck phases of life. For more info on personal growth and wellness coaching, visit MoondanceCoaching.com. Set up your free intro call or find an upcoming class or event.